Hello, welcome back to the Untitled SEO Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Laws of YesEO. Um, I need a I need a better job title. I think I've been standing up in networking events and introducing myself as senior owner of white hair and things like that. Uh, we are on season three of this podcast now, and we're sticking with our LAN, our live action networking. People in SEO and the creative industries, I think we need to be better at speaking to each other. So to that end, I have an honoured guest today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I'm Kelly from KD Web. Um, and yes, I'm in websites and SEO. Hooray. It's a good thing to be in. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's fun. I think you're... I'm also getting the white hair as well, so I'm catching up. Okay. There's, you've got some way to go to catch up. My, <laughs> mine, I still think mine's grey because when I was a, a, a dumb young punk, I used to dye it, I bleach it and all sorts. With like, I could never afford the proper stuff, so I used to use peroxide mouthwash. Maybe it's <laughs> killed some sort of cells there. <laughs> I, I think it, it did some damage. Now, you don't hear other SEO podcasts talking about things like that, so we, we are a little different here. So Kelly, we we have met before, but not not at great length. So it'd be a good opportunity to to say hello properly and to find out a bit more about you and how you how you uh, how you do SEO. It's a terrible use of English on my part. I do apologise. Yeah, so, what do we do? That's a little bit sort of French. How how do we make SEO? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do we do an SEO <laughs> when somebody rings you up and says, oh, "We've got a new website. Can you do an SEO?" Of course, of course we can. Uh, so what what got you into SEO? Because I'm, I'm yet to meet anyone who really aimed at it. I think a lot of it's fair to say fell into it. So, so how, how did you find yourself in this weird world we occupy? I suppose it was falling into it. Yeah, in many ways. I was... Well, I still am a website designer. My, um, I don't know what to call myself anymore. Does my, is it an agency? My company still designs websites. So uh, just over the years, I have been doing the job since I was 17, opened mm. my business at 19, and have been freelancing as a website designer for all that time. And I just kind of started thinking to myself, why do some websites rank really, really well and others don't? Obviously, it's curiosity, isn't it? Mm. And I think you and I both are lifelong learners. So it's one of those things you start investigating and you think, right, okay, technically this could be better here and then the content could be better here and, oh, this is the way to do it. And then you practice and you learn and you you have some success and that is basically how I fell into it, yeah. Nine, 19 is, is an incredibly young age to to kind of get into to web design. I think when I was 19, I think technically websites did exist somewhere just coming <laughs> it, just coming around but yeah. it, it was yeah it was, well early 90s <laughs> when i was that age so there, there was websites there weren't websites there were loads of things that a lot of people probably have forgotten about now there were there were bulletin boards that you dialed into using a telephone and i never did because i grew up in one of those houses where we had a had a, a tin next to the telephone and if you wanted to use the telephone you had to put money in it <laughs> and we only we had a computer that wasn't capable of it, so I've gone off gone off on like some weird kind of like memory, down memory lane <laughs> it's here. It's those memories, though, isn't it? Yeah, of uh, really old school computers. But I like I like how you came to thinking about SEO. So it's you're building websites, but you think, well, who's going to look at them? How are people going to find them? And I think that I do speak to people fairly often who come to SEO because 
they they realize that there'll be a creative or, or a developer although developers can be creative of course they're a developer and they sort of go well no one's going to see what i'm doing unless there's an extra magical ingredient here yeah completely that yeah so how um, did you start to learn about it how did you go out and figure it out it i guess it is testing um over and over again because obviously I know every single website designer that I've ever known has always done websites for their friend or their sports club or their something, something they've got a passion about. So I know mine started, this is way back when, and it was actually a kickboxing club, so I did their website. And I was wondering why their website didn't do as well as a certain other website. And actually, this has to do with backlinks and things like that at the time, because this website, had, the other website had been online for such a long time. Um, they were getting loads of, um, I guess, PR around what they were doing in the real world and things like that. And that's where it started to sort of unravel for me. And I started to really put effort into that side of SEO well that's kind of content side as well um and yeah I went down a kind of technical side as well because I love I do love that technical side um but I also love that creative side too so there's that two two things that fit together there it, it, it's a it's a glorious mix and it's one of the things that keeps it really interesting for me um everyone I work with almost everyone I work with is a writer and almost all of us are musicians as well. We go out and gig together and stuff. You know, we, 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 we're not, we don't just say we're creative. We, we, we really kind of live it, but we also, the technical side is often overlooked a lot, especially by people who tend to be more artistic. Mm-hmm. I think there, there can be a danger in SEO sort of leaving that side of things to, to other people, but it's, it's so crucially important because I know part of your messaging um, is that, you you want to make it very clear to people that you have you have a deep technical understanding of that, and I'm I'm really interested by that because I I don't think people talk about it enough. Yeah, I think people do hide uh, this whole technical not hide. Um, they are scared of this technical side of it. Actually, when you learn it, you know once. Okay, so it changes all the time, etc. But when you learn something. Once like that, you you have the ability to be able to do it over and over again. So, for example, um, tags or something like that, which is a technical side, or a sitemap.xml or something that you would need to upload via FTP or something. These words really terrify people. But you've done them a few times, and actually they're not terrifying at all, and they're quite easy to put together and to ensure that they're correct on the website so one, one of my mantras is that if if you hit something that, that feels challenging or difficult to understand or just more like hard work then if you continue you're continuing at a point in the journey the seo journey that your competitors probably won't yeah it's like an instant way to get yourself ahead of other people is just to well care <laughs> and have it's that inquiring care, exactly. mind and wanting to keep going and going yeah that being said, I, I I did have to hire a, a developer a couple of years ago because I get to the point, and and I'm I'm not a developer. I can I can look at code and know what it's doing, but I wouldn't yeah. dare call myself a developer. And I got to the stage, especially around some core web vitals things. I just had to go look. I I can try and understand it, but I think I'm going to have to get somebody else in. Bring someone in, yeah, definitely. And I, I find it fascinating how 
the world of SEO is is not fragmenting because that sounds negative, but how we are sort of specialising a bit more in some areas now. So so you're kind of yeah. you're doing you're doing tech and I mean design as well. What what where else do you think we're going to go from here? So I love I've gone went on this really crazy creative uh, road because a couple of years ago I decided for my mental health I needed to get off the computer and go into creativity i am coming back around Andrew. I <laughs> no just get, you don't have to we, we're not it's, it's hardly a strict oh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously so what i love part of what i love about seo is that inclusivity for people so you're making sure that you're looking after the user and the fact that you need to be um experienced and give your life experience and be um, original and unique and that authenticity as well that we all you know want we all should be putting into our websites but the problem is is everyone gets a fashion finds a trend and everyone wants exactly the same website and that just should not be the case everyone should keep their websites unique and bring that creativity that they've got in the real world into SEO because you know yourself that videos rank images rank you know, podcasts are soon, you know, they're going to blow, definitely, well, blowing already, obviously. <laughs> so it's that all that is one huge machine that's going to help a company rank online. So, yeah, so much creativity in there. And I think our friends can really embrace that. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's 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 about being present or helping clients being present in their in their in their niche. I, I, I really try not to use words like that, but it's just saying that the, the more of you you bring out, then the more there is for people to, to like yeah. a lot of the time. I've not worked with any clients who, who I've had to sort of go, well, dial it back. People just aren't going to like that. You know, it's always, it's always fine. And I, well, I'm re- someone that's overconfident and going crazy. Yeah. Never seen that. <laughs> Actually, I've got one client. I shouldn't say that on the podcast. I've got one and I've learned just to let him go with it. Because I'm always wrong. I'd always, <laughs> I would say, like, you, you might want to dampen it down. Now I'm just like, just go. Let's see what happens. Like, no. oh, that's on fire, is it? Okay. Do you know what? We'll just see what happens. <laughs> and it, it's it's really good fun, actually. I, I like um, I like challenges like that. What a great word, though. Fun SEO can actually be fun, and oh, I yeah. think that's where that people don't understand. Yeah, that side of SEO, and it can, and that's what I loved when I first met you. I saw you in the networking group and I just wanted to make a connection with you because I saw that you were fun and that part side of SEO with with your knowledge as well, tech knowledge, just is an incredible, yeah, combination. We ought, we ought to mention the, the, that networking group. It's uh, the Creative Collective, which is the best networking group in the world. And I, I say that gleefully even though i'm part of launching another networking group in ipswich which is part 4n at the moment but creative collective is still the best it's it's still better it's really good isn't it and the, yeah the guys just so friendly um supportive uh, and again nuts creative like that is the way the world should be we should all be a little bit mad yeah so with with um with your testing so going going back to your kind of your journey into seo and you're saying that you're building websites and then sort of realizing that people weren't going to find them and, and what could be done to change that have you ever fallen victim to something a lot of us in seo do which is to own too many websites of your own he, or have you have you been quite no. disciplined 
<laughs> no, disciplined because... Oh, well done. Yeah, well, you know that for yourself. So if it is... I, okay, let's dial that back. Yes, I've got two domains at the moment, two domain names. But you know yourself that if you've, when you've got a really strong domain and all of that content is, you know, working and doing really well on one domain name, that's where you should be pushing it. If it's in the same industry... So, you know, working on different websites all the time that maybe you're driving is just going to be hard work. That is going to be such hard work. <laughs> I don't you, want that. You're far wiser than I am. Uh, <laughs> the The very first website I built uh, was called Cats in Boxes. And people from around the world, I still find this amazing, would send me pictures of their cats in boxes. This is about 1997. So, because I just want to Google it now and I'm I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I, I did archive it somewhere in an S3, Amazon S3 bucket, and I can't remember where it is. It's it's out there somewhere. Um, Have you heard of the Wayback Machine? <gasps> okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I use it. Give a reminder now. Yeah, go and find it on there. Oh, so, for everyone out there, the Wayback Machine is a website where you can go Go on to waybackmachine.com, I'm I'm thinking, and you can type in your own domain name and go back into the past and see the website as it was, as it existed in like 1999 or something. That that website has saved my skin on a couple of occasions, probably more than more than I'd care to admit on a podcast. But a client a few years ago, they 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 were an occasional client, and I I I did some photography work for them because you know, we say we're, we're both creatives and whilst we tell the world and certainly tell LinkedIn that we're SEO um, people, we can't help but be tempted by other creative projects. So I, I do photography, I, do, I still do industrial photography, but I used to do like property and, and a few other bits as well. Oh, cool. Not part of the, the, not part of like a, some big business scheme, just like, hey, that's cool. And that tickles my brain. I'll go do that. Yeah. And this, this client, I did some photos for of a holiday home that she she owned in Suffolk, here in Suffolk. She contacted me and said, uh, we're selling our ski lodge. And I was like, oh, right, I didn't know you had a ski lodge. And she's like, yeah, I can't even remember where it was, Switzerland or somewhere. We're selling the, the, we're selling the ski lodge, but the person buying it wants to buy the website as well. So can you, you know, package up the website? I didn't even know it existed. I didn't know there was a website. Can you package up the website and get the content so that, that we've got some sort of document we can give them for the website and I was like yeah well, you know 50 quid that's like 10 minutes work I'll, no problem at all I, I said that, yeah. just let me know just let me know when it's going to happen She's like, oh you know these sales can take a while about two and a half years passed and I got an email saying uh just let you know we sold the ski lodge a couple of months ago can you can you get the content for us and I was like what she said oh well the new owner the new owner's um switched off our website and built their own so you know we've got like family photos and stuff that we had on there oh my goodness so yeah this makes me really sad <laughs> we're, we're hoping that you backed it up and i was like i wanted to say you never asked me to yeah <laughs> you know, i gave, give I gave me you the go yeah gave me a i gave you a price and then never heard from you again but i was like okay i, I never I, I never just say yes or no in those circumstances i've always i've learned through being in business for 23 years just to go okay i just need to do a bit of digging which seems yeah. to what i always say i need to do a bit of digging and i'll get back to you as soon as i can yeah. rather than actually go oh my god what have you done oh this is awful or just go yes i can fix that and then finding out i can't and that yeah that's one of the times i went to the way back when machine and, and it's not it doesn't always save perfect copies of websites there's always something no. broken 
I was but able to go through enough of them. A lot. Yeah. I was able to get it and I was so relieved. And That's really good, especially as, you know, you'd feel you know, slightly guilty if, even though you hadn't been actually given the job. So, yeah. It, the thing is, there's, I, I do, I really believe that for, well, part of the reason my company exists is to try and be an evangelist for, for SEO and, and how good it okay. can be and, and how much of a good force for the world it can be. So when people make mistakes like that, and I think it probably was her mistake, it really galls me because I'm like, no, the education should be there to understand that if someone else has switched your website off, it's gone. It's gone. You know, that, yeah. It's gone. They, 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 don't, they don't just magically live on in some sort of – they do live on an internet graveyard. That's what the Wayback Machine at Internet guess, Archive yeah. – that's exactly what <laughs> it Google is. Now, uh, now they're you know, hosting and stuff. But really, you dig around. You'd have to dig around a lot to be able to find those files and things. I think it's worth explaining to clients what hosting is. And I always say it is like renting an apartment in an apartment block. That's your block. If you knock it down, everything is gone. So, you know, (laughs) there's a couple of things which which still, I'm amazed still happen in our world. And I've, I've got a situation going on with a potential client at the moment where I ask the question, where's your domain name registered? Hmm. Do you actually own your domain name? Well, we assume we do. And I cannot believe this still happens. I've had to fix that problem so many times so over many the years. Times. Chasing been, DNS around. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I once, I, I won't tell the whole story because I've told it on the podcast before, but I once had to go to basically an abandoned office block to look through a mail that had been discarded to, to prove that one of my clients um, had a rightful claim to their own domain name and when yeah. when we got it this is when things had changed and we went to nominate and said look the person who registered has basically disappeared and that does still happen it's just happened to one of my current clients yeah. um the people who built their website has just he's just disappeared so the website yeah, I've seen expired, that so many times. doesn't exist now at a time when they're trying to do something really important with their business and there, there's there's no hope you know with that one but with nominate and this if this occasion i was able to say look this is this is the people this is their rightful claim and nominate went yeah you're right and basically gave them the the registration yeah if you can prove it you can actually claim them back but it's very yeah well well done you for going so far (laughs) and doing it what we did in that instance because really didn't want to change it it was so it was too perfect um and it was a brand domain so what we did in that circumstance we found a law firm who offered a service well they they promised to keep your domain name registered for 100 years and at the time the longest length it was a codot uk domain and at the time the longest registration length for codot uk was 2 years mm-hmm. so they paid quite a lot of money but there was this cast iron guarantee that and you know for 100 years the domain wouldn't expire at it would all. be a bit sad if they just let it lapse and then they've oh. taken the money already. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it works. All that and like, it still happens. People still let their domains lapse. It, I I try to develop a product with with a local IT firm, and I'll probably just do this as as a thing. I do it for my clients. I'm going to start working with them. Put together a technical record that says, look. We've checked all these things. This is when you need to renew. This is where your domain name is registered. This is who your hosting is with. Because I think in terms of business continuity, it's just quite a responsible thing to do. I really need to sort of make that a more cast iron thing. Yeah, make it a sort of system. This is where I think website designers um, 
get so sort of almost mind blown because you can feel like you're a designer and you're really good at that digital design and having it all, you know, fit on, I don't know, a couple of monitors, a couple of screens. Um, but actually being able to do the DNS and the domains and the, um, I don't know, migration of a WordPress site or um, Photoshop editing or there's so much involved in website design and then you're even not even looking at the SEO yet. But then website designers are also expected to do SEO too. So well, that that's such a classic. I'd say probably a third of the inquiries I get, they say, uh, well, "Well, the designer did did some SEO." I'm like, what's that mean? Well, I never, I never up for oh no, I do. Okay. Yeah, I, I say, it's... brilliant. What did they do? And what yeah. it tends to mean is they installed Yoast. I'm like, brilliant. That's great. Exactly. That that's something that we now don't have to do, and we're still going to check it. But, yeah, you know. yeah, just go check because it's fine. And obviously fiddling around, it's like, okay, I'm not going to go in to judge it, but there's not even a keyword that's going, that's actually targeted or researched or anything like that here. So yeah, okay, you did a bit of SEO, but let's um let's let's make it stronger yeah the the other skills the other side of it i know that in the corporate world and for larger seo agencies people will just say no to things like the thing going on at the moment i don't know if this has affected you much but the the dmark change with gmail and yahoo yeah i know for a fact some of my competitors would just say it's dns nothing to do with us yeah and not my opinion is it's it's so important to the core of the business and in reality because i understand dns it's not a large task for me and it's it, a responsibility it's yeah, a responsibility i mean it's not a legal responsibility it's just kind of one of those I, i'm not sure I'd, I'd feel very good about myself if i didn't do <laughs> the thing well, about that's it comes back to integrity doesn't it and you have to I think that's what people clients don't understand we're doing so much behind the scenes mm. to make it all work for them and to get their email delivered so yeah it's it's um it, yeah it, I've just thought of an equivalent thing I'm, I'm a bass player and I, I play bass in bands and when when you play bass quite often people don't know you're in the band until you stop playing. <laughs> Things like that. Was... I love that kind of comparison, like comparing something that's so technical with something that's in the real world, musical kind of thing. Where did Andrew go? Did he just fall off the stage? Like... <laughs> yeah, like, well, people, they look round at the back, trying to look moody, which I fail at, I think. And like, oh, so you don't like, feel oh. like the cool one on stage. This is well, sad. I'm considerably taller than the rest of the band, so I've got that going for me. Good. But there's, there's also seven other people in the band, so there's not really enough space to like stand with me, legs, you know, doing the splits and like <laughs> holding it up. Wow, <laughs> and and the bass guitars are quite big, so I'd probably brain the person stood next to me if I tried moving around too much. Where right? do you play? What's your stomping ground? Um, as as you face out the stage, I'm always stage left. Um, well, no, back. I meant geographically. Oh. <laughs> I thought, do you know, I thought that's that's an incredibly specific question that I've never been asked. Very specific the, person, me. <laughs> um, we we don't that band. We don't get to play that often because our keyboard yeah. player, um, our trumpet player, lives in Malmo in Sweden, um, and then there's so many of us. So a core of us rehearse, but no, we played in Ipswich just before Christmas. We sold out a 200 capacity venue. A span called These Are End Times. We've amazing. quite proud of it. We've been going for quite a long time, but we're, we're really sort of hamstrung by the fact that well, we're all middle-aged men with children apart from anything else. Yeah, other things but, to do. But BBC, local BBC, did a documentary about us, about an album we made well, about 10 years ago. 
uh, as a Christmas special a little while ago. People seem to like us. Well, people came, Ooh. they bought tickets and come come to watch us. So that's so great. Well, this is what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I'm, I might pop along. I miss live music. Um, yeah, it's really it's really kicking off in Ipswich. It's there's there's the whole scene and is kind of run by musicians, which is brilliant. So a bunch of a bunch of my friends put together and created the CIC to promote live music and basically take take over some of the local venues and they've done it with a, with a lot of lottery and arts founding um, arts council funding and whatever but they're really turning into switch into a, a, a really good destination so we know we know so big know. bands play and it's a really exciting time just to like music so whereabouts in the world are you so we're not doing very well this networking thing i, I always assume anyone involved with the creative oh, we had to do the kent. boring questions first <laughs> <laughs> so where are you are you in kent no i'm in the alps in france oh. so <laughs> oh okay we we probably spoke about this because it always comes up when we did actually meet that first time but yeah this is another great thing with websites and seo you can travel so yeah i've got members of my my team my loose team as it were and i, I never know where a couple of them are going to be two two yeah. different people uh, don't make some like they're they're a couple because they neither of them would appreciate that i don't think um but I've learned never to ring their mobiles because I pick up the ring them. And the last time I tried this with, with one of them, Lewis, I didn't recognize the ringtone. I quickly hung up and I just sent my message on Slack and said, where are you? It's like Peru. Like, oh, yeah, okay. It just makes no, no difference at all. Nope. I remember actually being 30 when I went off traveling. And this is when all the Wi-Fi became around, came into like the cafes and it was really, really, um, I guess, common. And I said to some of my clients, so I'm going off traveling, but I'm still going to be doing websites, so don't worry. And I think about 20% panicked and left me. And then 50% of them came back again going, oh, no, it's fine. you know. <laughs> but it is that uh, people are used to it now. But um, yeah, make any, any difference. I, I can remember going before I was a parent, long before I was a parent, I used to, we used to go away and I it was so difficult to find Wi-Fi because there was so little of it. I used to have this key ring with a button that you pressed and you used it to basically find Wi-Fi. So you'd walk oh around the gosh, town centre cool. to find somewhere with Wi-Fi because it was, it, was so, it was so scarce at the time. I took a network cable with me to Thailand when we went there to make sure that I – so it was, you know, big, long thing because <laughs> you would be sat on the other end of the internet cafe or something just so I could plug my own computer in. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so did, did, you, did you sort of go travelling and never go back or – that's basically what happened. It's yeah. um, We call it chasing the snow. So I'm a snowboarder, love my snowboarding, and went every year, basically. Started in Canada. A friend told me about this place in France, and I met my husband here, mm. my now husband here, and, uh, yeah, stayed. Do you know what? This is going off topic slightly, and I'm going to have to use my foot to try and reach something. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's like dancing. Creativity. It was a snowboarder. I've been skating for, for years and years and years and years. And yeah. it was a snowboard instructor that actually taught me how to skate properly. Actually showed me the stance and, and yeah. how to how to actually do it. So uh, people on the podcast, I just, ooh, I held up and I nearly dropped a skateboard. It wouldn't hurt the skateboard. It hurt the floor or me. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't do any harm to the skateboard. But yeah, it was, it was a snowboard instructor who he did inline skating. As, as well and we're out in the skate park locally and he he just stopped me and said I can't see I can't watch you 
whizzing around anymore without telling you how you ought to actually stand. And he did it. And I I mean, I'm talking about, I was in my late thirties. It's not like I was young. I was like, Oh my God, that's so much easier. (laughs) Can you do tricks on your skateboard? Um, I could do the one where you go really fast, hit a stone, and then go flying off and do a roly-poly. Oh, that's fantastic. It's something of a, an ace at that. Um, <laughs> now, I've, I've never been able to ollie and flip the board around no. and all that stuff, because when I was when I was learning as a teenager, it was all gravel roads around rural Suffolk, so we we sort of, we could master Honestly, cement and all oh, hard surfaces terrify me. Snow is much more forgiving. Oh, I, I don't know, because I, I skate bowls and ramps so I, I don't do anything now that, that's like a, a jolt for anything yeah. so you tend especially if it's a wooden ramp or a bowl when you come off you tend to just slide you get really good at falling over but snowboarding it's the speed I think <laughs> but there's probably are there fewer things to bump into <laughs> um yeah obviously depending on what kind of piece you're on but um or if you're in, a, in the trees but yeah, I think it's that catching the edge and then hitting the deck is the most terrifying thing, which everyone hates. And you're yeah. attached to it with a, with a you're attached snowboard. To it. You can't jump off, no. See, with a skateboard, it just goes rocketing off and you look just hoping it's not going to brain anyone. But I there, don't know. There's I don't, a width. Yeah, concrete, oof. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got to the stage where I, I pretty much got hurt every time. So I don't skate as much now. The, the final straw was... I had an accident in a bowl in glamorous Peterborough and had to do physio for like six months and now use a oh. walking stick. You just don't heal as quickly, do you, when you're older? It's really annoying. Yeah, it, It's annoying that the healing was annoying. It was the cost was, uh, <laughs> was annoying. Yeah. And I massive, yeah. my daughter was really young at the time and, and I, you know, massively inconvenienced my wife, basically, because I couldn't, I couldn't parent properly. Are but, you teaching your kids is my uh, just next question. My daughter's 12 and she has suddenly shown a great interest in nah, skateboards. She's realised it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think she just wants to carry it around. I'm not convinced she wants to actually like endanger herself. To be honest, that is just what I do. I go out, I dress up <laughs> and carry my snowboard around. <laughs> Smart. Um, well, for a 20-minute podcast, we've, we've uh, added well, an extra 33% <laughs> or something there. So... Um, really enjoyed talking to you, Kelly. Um, we'll put, put information for so people can find you on LinkedIn and find your website in the show notes. Thank and you. we're not one of those podcasts that really says, is there a big core message you wish to leave us with? But is there any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Um, just maybe enjoy SEO and get creative with it and have a bit of fun with it and don't get scared about the technical bits because that's our, our job, basically. So get involved with your SEO expert. Love it. I'm fully on board with that. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye. Would you like to say goodbye? Yeah. Well, no, you say goodbye. You just no, you, you, you can say goodbye. Better voice. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it like really badly so that your goodbye sounds better. Goodbye. <laughs>